Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful. Are we starting? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, beautiful human. We got uh, Dan here. Hey. And we welcome uh, Austin of Waterparks. Hey. What's up? Hey. It's me. Hey. So correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody X's out of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's- like. This guy. Oh, man, this guy. Average time spent viewing, six seconds. <laughs> Yo, do you have those stats or oh, no? Yeah, we do. Yep. Ooh, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> Can, I want you to compare me with someone cool like Ariana. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'll pray for you now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw on the board out there, everybody has these like amazing signatures. They're all huge and like, Ar- like Halsey draws herself. It's so sick. But then Ariana was just like, I was like, yo, that's powerful. Yep. By the way, like, you're right. There is power in Mm. a move like that. Yeah. But I want to just correct me if I'm wrong. Without the other two dudes here, you are still water parks. Do you consider yourself alone water parks? Oh, my God. (laughs) Going with the deep questions already. Um, Just more interest. They're here in spirit. Actually, right now. They were both online trying to get uh, tickets to the My Chem reunion. Don't, don't get me started. I'm really sorry. I know. <laughs> I didn't get him. I'm pissed. They didn't either. So what we were going to do, we actually made an agreement yesterday. Uh, we're like, okay, here's what's up. Because we're going to be on tour when that happens. Okay. Um, and we're like, we will cancel that show. Shut up. And fly back to LA. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. It would be. It's worth that's it. That's the thing is like, that's, okay, My Chem is the only band I've ever like, painted my face for to go to a show mm-hmm. wow. so i saw the black parade like back in the day i was in maybe like ninth grade or whatever yeah 2006 it hit something like that yeah it was ninth grade then yeah and um and I, oh my god it was just the best they played the black parade like in full then they went away and they came back out in like their like street clothes like their normal clothes and played three cheers <sighs> but like there's something oh. right okay there's a lot of moaning going on here we're all well, just like mm. well-deserved moaning oh god <laughs> But you have a tie to them. Yeah. Milky. Milky Way. Milky Way. <laughs> yeah. You should open for them. Dude, I would love that so much. Well, I s- speak it into existence. Manifest it. I, here's the thing. There's a, it's tricky to do that on things like this. Because if I go, we are opening for my Kim, then no, that's like me. Oh, no. You just manifested it. Okay. Yeah, then we're going to open for uh, My Chemical Done. Romance, Done. and we're going to be the opener uh, next year. We're going to open for them, and uh, we're going to open for My Chemical Romance. We're going to open for My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when to stop. The universe is about to say, f*** you. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like, God, cut him off. Mute him. <laughs> Relax. I, I heard you the first yeah. time. Uh, so I think I just did rough math in my head. Uh, 2009, you were ninth grade, or 2006, Oh, no, I, I, I shaved, so that means I'm 22 or whatever. No, right? you're 26. 27? 27. Did you graduate 2011? 10. Oh. Yeah. One year older than I, same age as Sanchez. And from Houston, Texas. Yes. But your band doesn't start until a year after high school. Mm-hmm. I was 19, yeah. Did you have many bands before water parks? Dude, a lot. So many. Failed um, attempts? They were all real bad. But I, that didn't stop me from promoting them really hard, though. Um, they all they all definitely kind of sucked. Um, there was, like, it would it would come in waves. Like, I would make something really, like, Wait, I'm sorry. Can I cuss in here? You're fine. Okay, cool. Um, I'd make something that wasn't very good. And um, (laughs) and then or it would be like a very simplistic thing, except then, you know, I mean, you would let things get to you when you're like 15 and people are like, oh, it's just like power chords or, you know, whatever. So then we'd make like complicated bands with like, you know, like way busier parts that were like way less fun. And then you would make like like joke metal bands. And then you, you know what I mean? Like, so I I went through like a whole bunch of different things. Um, But then, um. When I when I graduated and I was like in college and stuff, I was like, 
you know what, obviously, like, there was never, like, a snap, like, and now I know I will play music. It was just, like, when I started playing guitar when I was, like, 13, I was just like, oh, okay, this is what I do. You know what I mean? It was just, like, a yeah. very natural, flowing thing. But how did you know water parks was something that was worth sticking with? Um, it was, hmm. Because the other ones came and went. You yeah. learn stuff, obviously. Yeah, a lot. Which, by the way, probably is one of the reasons why you were able to even maybe even stick with water mm-hmm. parks. Oh, it's true. Um, actually, like now when I see like old pictures of me when I was like fourteen or I looked so goofy, I had like braces, and I was just like you know just like some dumb. I, my hair was super long and weird. I was just like I wouldn't be here right now. Like we wouldn't have like billboards around like like New York or LA or whatever if it wasn't for this like goofy ass looking kid. You know what I mean? So like I'm trying to like accept him more and be like like. He did this. Yeah, because that's you. You, Yeah, it totally is. You did it. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to look back at me in like eight years or whatever and be like, you look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're wearing blue camo and like your hair looks like destroyed or whatever. (laughs) But I do take good care of my hair for the record. Which camera is it? Is it these ones? I take good care of my hair. (laughs) Do you... Mm -hmm. The hair is attached yeah. to the album cycles you're in. I feel like green and fandom oh, go together. Yeah, they do. Um, I uh, I kind of change it every 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 cycle, depending on like you know what I want the art to be or the mood to be or whatever. But I have a f- very strong feeling yes. that an album like Fandom, and I can't speak for the other albums because mm-hmm. I haven't listened as in depth. That's okay. Wait, uh, you you heard the others? Oh yeah, that's yeah, crazy yeah. to me. I, you're gonna come here and give us time. What what, what am I gonna a freaking be? Uh, I don't. No. Just be a brick? Okay, yeah. here's the thing. I'm also used to interviews where we walk in and they're like, cool, so you're water parks. <laughs> I'm like, no. you're right. Uh, you got that one right. <laughs> so far, so good. Well, you did a one of my favorite records. You, you did a whole song on it, right, where you were just questioning all of these questions. Uh, was it? I miss having sex, but at least I don't uh, want to die anymore. Want to die anymore? Yeah. But, and and my first listen to that song, I was like, oh, he's talking about like shitty interviews, talking about your names. But the reality mm. is, f- f- what I took away from it was the mental anguish and pain you go through with hooking up with somebody. There's all. There's also that. Um, that was. I mean, it was. It was about uh, someone that I had dated for a while, and it kind of didn't end very well. And. Like when I'd be on tour and everything, I'd always be super anxious. And I mean, cause, I mean, it's it's. I'm sure it's partially because of me, but I also just I didn't have a lot of reasons to trust that person. But I still kind of stuck with it. And um, so when when we uh, or like when I kind of broke it off, um, um, that was just like such a strong feeling. I had like it took a minute to like articulate, uh. but um, when I had the thought, um, I was just kind of like, huh. That's kind of funny. And I was just like, well, that whole sentence is now, I was like, that should be a chorus. And I have the voice memo of it. I listened to it the other day. And uh, <laughs> it's really funny because like the voice memo version is like way faster. So I'm like, oh, that sounds spazzy. Like, Jesus Christ. But, yeah. How do you figure out to slow it down? Um, I, um, let me think. Oh, right. So I had that voice memo version of it. And then I was like, okay, I, I want to show this. But it was one of the only songs that I hadn't made a home demo of. Because we just hadn't been around enough. Because I, I make demos of, like, all our songs. At your house. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that one I hadn't made one. And then I was like, give me a second. Because I didn't want to just show uh, the producer at the time. I didn't want to just be like, this sounds insane, but we could make it better. You know what I mean? Here's a so, voice memo. So I was like, hang on. And I went in the other room and I made, like, a slower version. It just, like, felt better. Oh, and wow. I was just like, there it is. 
so I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> that comes from you miss this person, yeah. but they are mentally killing you. Yeah, you, so you want to, but whatever. What I'm, what I uh, like a big point of this album was kind of addressing things that I feel like a lot of bands either don't talk about or can't talk about without getting a lot of flack because it seems like or like okay I I overthink everything in the whole world um and it's one thing that I've kind of noticed um about bands and like you know uh, like rock culture and stuff like that it's it's almost kind of taboo to talk about anything except for like emotions you know yeah. what I mean like I've I've seen bands you know talk about like um, you know, a bunch of things, or even like the if they talk about like the physical sides of things or whatever. Like, let's say that for example, yeah. just because of this, and um, and they get so much. It come, like, I mean, granted, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to really like navigate that kind of subject matter because, again, since it's not talked about, it is trickier. But there's like nuance, and it's it's almost like it's very naive to pretend that everything like that that's not a thing because like you can like. You can miss everything about a person. You know what I mean? And if I make 50 songs, which I have, about, like, missing everything about this person and blah, 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 it's like, why can't I also talk about that? You know what I mean? So are you saying that rock is the only pop rock, rock, whatever it is? Because I don't want to put you in a genre box. Yeah, dude. Oh, I appreciate that. At least ju- I want to understand what your box looks like. I'll tell you oh, about do you? it, too. But- <laughs> I'll show you my box, boy. What's good? Turn hey off now. those cameras. Hey now. Just, I'll uh, turn the cat around. Cover her eyes. Got enough. Zach Show. Yo, beautiful human. If you're considering going back to school, you really should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really is the perfect school for you. ASU offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. If this is of any interest to you, seriously, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. You'll get more information. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. Learn more right now about ASU online degree programs. Just text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Zach Sang Show. But are you saying that other other genres can discuss these topics, but yeah. rock cannot? My guy, check this. So, so many awesome-ass pop songs. And the thing is, I'm a huge fan of, like, hip-hop and pop and, like, all this stuff. But um, they're, they're able to touch on so many things that bands can't do. And, like, the thing is, that's not the band's fault. It's definitely the culture around it. It's the fans. It, do you think that culture perpetuates this sad feeling? Because I heard yeah. you in an interview say that, like, all these bands are allowed to talk about our emotions yeah. and sadness. And mm-hmm. then that makes me sad. Dude, it did. And it made me, like, way more self-pitying in, like, high school and, like, even afterwards and stuff. Like, because when you t- and when that's all you take in, it's kind of, like, in a way that's, like, you're you're kind of, in a way, being taught that's what you're, like, you have to be sad. To that's all you know. Yeah, and it's it sucks. It's stupid. It's very like I hate this word now because it's been totally like co opted by the internet. But it's very toxic. Mm-hmm. So, what albums 
what albums? What songs off this album mm-hmm. are not talking about your emotions? Well, they're all talking about emotions. But as far as ones that aren't like breakup related, um, like Watch What Happens Next, um, Dream Boy, um, uh, Telephone's not sad. Um, it's got like dark undertones, but it's because uh, I can tell you about that in a minute. But um, oh, we'll get into War that. Crimes. Um, some of I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore. Um, like the verses. Because um, the thing is, one thing like that I like, with uh, songs like that one and like war crimes and stuff, I um, I had so many more verses prepared and like other things I wanted to say. But I also like I I like love pop so much. It's just like like my heart is for that. So I just don't have it really in me. Or like we well, want to keep the format. Yeah, and like I I mean like the thing is, there are definitely like unique structures, especially with war crimes. That song is weird. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to drop like a six or seven minute song of me just like, you know what? I wanted to like pick certain things and be like, right now we're going to talk about this and this and this and this. You're going to keep it focused. Yeah, exactly. By the, by the way, your entire album is 38 minutes across 15 records. Yeah. Is that strategy? What do you mean? I mean, some people decide to make a really short album so you can listen to all of it. Some people choose to have records that are under three minutes so radio can play it. See, I don't do that. Um, actually, when Dream Boy started getting played on stuff, we we had to cut the intro um, and just have it start with, Doom, doom, you know, like yeah. the, the drumming, because there's like 15 seconds of me just being like, hey, what? like that just kind of thing. Feeling yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, oh, this is tight. And I love the little bits. But uh, yeah, we, we did have to cut it for that. So, I mean, if if we were really trying to like plan for that, we probably wouldn't have intros that are like 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> um, but making clean versions is very fun. We did do that. It's um, kind of a bitch, right? Because mm-hmm. to make a clean version, you have to go back, you have to fix the stems. And then Here's like- the thing, though. I made sure where I live is like three minutes from the studio and the offices and everything. I, <laughs> I go there every day. I bug my managers constantly, and I always go in there like, hey, so I got this idea, and they're like, ah, okay, cool, let's do that. And um, so that's where we've made all our albums is that studio. Where? In Texas? Here? No, here. Um, I live in North Hollywood right now. Um, actually, I just got a new place, and it's crazy. Congratulations. Thank you. Dude, it's so much. It's like way too nice for me. It's weird. But that, that's how you know. Yeah. I don't know what you know, but you know. You know the music's working. See? That's the thing is tangible signs of success are very cool because there are so many things in this kind of like world or whatever where it's like, hey, this is a thing that happened and it's really cool. And like nothing really changes for you or like you don't like it's, it's more so like being told a figure or like yeah. being given some information. And you're like, cool, but like. You don't see it. That's why things like magazine covers or like getting a place or like finally getting a car that's not 20 years old or whatever. That's like, you know, making weird noises. Like that's why things like that are nice because it's like it's like signs of success that you can like. Tangible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can feel it. It's not just like, oh, there's a million people listening to your music right now or this many radio stations. Yeah. But you are proud of your success. When I was watching an interview uh, that you did, you introduced yourself as the platinum selling band Water Parks. (laughs) Not gonna lie, dude. Haven't heard. Haven't heard. (laughs) You're not platinum selling. Okay, manifest. (laughs) I was gonna say I haven't heard a band gold selling. Are you kidding me? Hey, buy our album, (laughs) dude. I want a plaque so bad. You have no idea. I I haven't heard an artist do that in years. uh, Hi, I'm platinum selling. Whatever. When we go plat, when we go platinum, I'm gonna start introducing us as Diamond. (laughs) Like, what's after? What's after Diamond? Is it like titanium? Has anyone ever been a titanium selling artist? Um, I nope. think you can go more than one diamond, like a yeah. like a plasma selling. Artist. <laughs> it's just like a plaque filled with plasma that's, so that's moving. 
Well, I mean, hey, manifest this shit, dude. When I said manifest it before, I didn't know you were actively manifesting things. Dude, the law of attraction's real. I and agree I use with it that. constantly. You were also tweeting about winning a Grammy for fandom the other day, weren't you? Oh, I said fandom needs a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put that one out there as well. I'm pushing it, dude. Actually, we were supposed to have a meeting with the Grammy people like last year, but there was like a bad storm and so it got canceled. I was like, <laughs> and a whole year later, they haven't rescheduled? <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's the tornado. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, that really sucks. There's a tornado hitting downtown Los Angeles for the first time ever. (laughs) Right. We can't meet Uh, with you. Well, see, it was in Houston, though, so that's why it's Uh, believable because we have storms like once a week. Oh, yeah, that's very real. (laughs) Tornadoes like once a month. Do you go back to Houston often? Here and there, like when my mom gets mad that I haven't been back in a while, I do. Actually, this next tour that we're uh, the Phantom Tour, it's going to end in Houston, and that's on December twenty third. Ooh! And so I'm going to go home for Christmas and um, special. I might come back out here for New Year's. Why not? Even invited me to your party. Oh, <laughs> that, mm. speaking to existence, and I'm going to host anything. It's probably not going to happen. Zach saying, "I'm going to host a party. New Year's Eve party." <laughs> Dude. We're all going to go, and we're all going to find love. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, we'll hop into love in a second. Can, can we get back to Dream Boy here? Yes. How do you think your fans see you? It depends. Right now, how do you think they see you? Online, they are so mean to me, and in person, they are so soft. Mm. <laughs> Why are they mean to you online? Because I think I put a lot of myself out there, and when you do that, people feel like they're closer to you, and when they feel like they're closer to you, they treat you more like a friend, and friends with each other. I totally understand that, yeah. and it is mm-hmm. true. And that's almost like a compliment more than an insult. Yeah, except the thing is, there are some days where I wake up and I don't want to be called a crackhead all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah that kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, in a bad mood and I go on there and, like, you're like, dumbass, I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> I get it. But then occasionally, okay, so I'll see those. And then if I ever look at my messages, it's very rare. It's when I'm bored. Um, if I ever go look at like DMs or like DM requests or whatever, um, it's just straight up just paragraphs of like the nicest stuff I've ever read. But I don't believe any of that either. Why? Because you can't. Here's the thing. As nice as it is, you can't put stock in any of that. What do you put stock in then? Not much. I mean, you need to. I put it in me. I put it in the album. I put it in some of my friends. I put it in our managers. Uh because, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't put stock in anything, you're just going to feel way too empty. But the thing is, if you put stock in people online, um, it's, it's just – it's not real. There was, there was a quote um, – I know I've quoted this before, and I wish I could remember who said it. But it's like you're not as good as people say you are, but you're also not as bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's totally. kind of like – It's accurate. And people – the thing is, especially right now, things in the world are just so volatile and like – unpredictable people get mad over like dumb shit constantly and the thing is when you when you put too much stock in like the good and it becomes like the norm for you when everybody inevitably flips on you and they're mad at you for like that week and everyone's just like wow like you've really changed like you really let me down like you i used to think this and now you're like they go off like that you're just like oh my like it feels terrible it's hard to take and like i already feel things like way too much i think like if something's good i'm like but if something's bad, I'm like, oh, I should die right now. Like, you know what I mean? And so I've kind of learned over the years to sort of detach, if that makes sense. I totally understand it. Like, it's not it's not necessarily, like, the best or the coolest thing, but it's probably the healthiest. 
how do you gauge outside of houses and numbers? How do you gauge and take a measure of if your music is working or having impact? If your stories are bringing enjoyment or, or and connection and mm-hmm. escape to people, it's tough um, because I don't necessarily write for. I kind of write in like a selfish way. It's very specific to me. But that's the way – I don't want to inject my no, no, opinion, no, no, but you sh- that's the way it should be, right? Well, yeah, because the thing is I feel like when people write albums that are for other people, they, they wind up being these very broad, vague things, just trying to like sweep everything just uh. for like – well, if we keep it vague, it'll be relatable. It's or like it'll it'll be more likely that they can like apply it to themselves. And I just think like when I feel like when art isn't specific, it's just so boring. I agree. Like that that goes for anything like like movies, books, like any of it, like any kind of any kind of art you can make or like paintings even. Like like when things are specific, they're just better. I believe hmm. in this case the specificity. Yes. How specific and how detailed you are in the lyrics, to me, take on a whole new meaning than it means for you, mm. right? Like, uh, I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore. Mm. Means something totally different to me See? Yeah. than it clearly meant to you. And it's really weird that it works that way. Like, you can go, like, that song, so it was just like a deep cut. It wasn't going to be a single or anything. I almost didn't even put it on the, the set list for the tour. Who forced you to put it on the album? TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. It's it's so like the well, thing you're is talking the label, about a clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the breath mints. Um, the uh, the label hit me up and was like, "Hey, so um, TikTok or like TikTok got a hold of Miss Having Sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then I just like left it at that. And then the next day, it was number three out of everything on our Spotify. Love it. And I was like, "What? The f- why?" And then the next day, it was number one. I was like, this is stupid. TikTok is deciding, <laughs> like, our songs. Damn it. Is like, it, it's a good thing. Is it stupid because TikTok is picking, or is it stupid because you wanted another song to get this much attention? I want High def- high Definition. That's my favorite song in the world that I've ever written. And, no, but I mean, the thing is, I've always heard this is how it goes. They're like, no, nah, like, you put it on, like, whatever, and you just see which one, like, pops off the most, and then that's the single. I'm like, that seems weird. You know, or like. I, get it. I know I'm not supposed to shade them, but our last label was so stupid. And, uh, <laughs> it's, and um, but they they did this thing once where um, they <laughs> I'm going to get a call about this later. Um, they they posted a tweet one time where they're like, what do you think the next water park single should be? And they made like a Twitter poll. They're like, what should we make a video for? I was like, how fucking dare you like offer this up to the like as if. These fucking people have a choice in what I do with my art. Like, I felt so protective over it. I get it. And I was so, dude, I went off. It was rough. And you're not with them anymore? Are you still with them? Mm-mm. Gone. Now we're with Hopeless. Shout out. Woo! <laughs> they did so much better. Yeah, well, they didn't, you know, put your music video and your your, your art in the hands of the Twitter universe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand on one hand. Me? Yeah, that's yours. Whatever you need. There's also a fly moving around. Gosh, is there? darn it! Yeah, I didn't even notice. I, I see everything. What's that timer for? What's it counting down to? Uh, it's counting uh, counting up. <laughs> What's it counting up to? <laughs> Our future. Yes. <laughs> um, I understand in some respect mm-hmm. the logic of you know release an album and what song gets the most traction. Mm-hmm. Then you can build a case. 
But it makes you, sense. I'm not because the thing is, I love all the songs. It's not like I'm sitting there like I hate this song. Like I love all of them. Yeah, but if you have an idea and a feeling and a gut feeling, you got to trust your gut and your heart. And at the end of the day, it's yours forever. It's not anybody else's forever. Right. So that's a decision that should be on you. Um, your fans. I want to go back to Dream Boy for a second yeah. because I think it's a really. I'm so sorry. We've tried to go back to that like three times. <laughs> no, I I just find it so fascinating, man, because. You're talking about something that I think a lot of artists understand, where your fans mm. see you one way, but the reality is something different. Yeah. So uh, how do you feed your audience while staying true to yourself? I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer for that. Like, I I just kind of do what I've been doing. I mean, I, I tweet weird things. I'm going to try not to burp. I'm going to burp. <laughs> Yo, you guys have crazy beanbags out there. Thank you. You're allowed to burp. <laughs> I want one of those. Um, I was thinking about getting one, actually. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> They're amazing. You can get it from your new house. Yeah, yeah, Um, Which we'll invite ourselves to. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, I'll have a New Year's party. It can just be us. Yeah. Perfect. That's cool. an um, interesting group. I don't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, RSVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, okay, so... What was the question? But by the way, it was, <laughs> and I think this question could be applied to music too, mm-hmm. right? You've talked before about how people get upset when a band changes their sound mm-hmm. from record to record yeah. or album to album, whatever. Which is insane. It is. So how do you give your fans what you want, but also s- stay true to what you want? And at the end of the day, like maybe the fans just want who you are, mm. which I think the true ones do. See, I think that's that's kind of what's happening here, and that's why. Okay. I have a theory that we could do almost any, or we can do close to anything sonically, not anything, but like most things genre-wise. And as long as what I'm saying is very authentic and very, very real and you can tell, I feel like we'll be all right. Because like Turbulent sounds nothing like any of the older stuff, but it's like, it's what I wanted to make. It's I was just like, this is, because I like I like dark music. I like pop music. I like fast stuff. I was like, that's all of those things. You know what I mean? It's got like the shiny ear candy. And I'm saying some really wild specific stuff where it's like people, people follow me close enough. It's or like our fans follow me close enough to where I feel like they can tell when things are authentic. And it's like, I mean, also, I feel like they trust that I would never put anything out that was inauthentic. And so I think that's one of the plus sides of them being like hyper focused on like me or what I'm doing or what I'm dealing with or going through or whatever, because um, then they're more invested when I'm like actually talking about it. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't really get serious on the timeline too much because that's not what Twitter is for. No, it's music. I mean, music is the place to It's really. for saying like pee pee poo poo and like posting pictures of Jeff sleeping or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> By the way, Jeff's our guitarist. He's, he looks great today. Rest in peace, Jeff. <laughs> he looks hot. Yeah. yeah. Hey. hey. Mm. Not my best joke. No. Do you have do you have a, do you have do you have any more for your routine? Um, no, I don't think so. That's all I got for a day. <laughs> I love it. Um, what are you thinking? Well, I, you brought up turbulent. Mm-hmm. You you name dropped yourself in that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? You love yourself, and I love it, dude. I'm, I've been working on it. I'm really trying. It's great. Because when you don't, you start making the self pitying stuff, and then it just kind of like repeats the cycle i understand yeah because you manifest that yeah because i mean i had and i had a lot more like self-pitying like kind of angry-ish songs or whatever in mind before this album because i feel like if you've seen interviews you probably know what i'm about to say but 
we had another album kind of prepared uh, before fandom. And then you scrapped it? Yes. Um, and that album had a lot more stuff where I was like, this is so self-pitying and it's just so like angry about things that I don't even really feel angry about anymore. And it doesn't make sense to put it out because of, you know what I mean? Because of that. Why? What is the driving force behind it not making sense? Is it because it wasn't true to you in the moment? Yeah. Um, well, oh, no, it was true or because in the moment. But I didn't want to be singing about like, 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 let's say, let's say getting cheated on. Oh. And like, say that happened in 2017. I don't want to be singing that in 2020. That's crazy. Especially like, I mean, I started going to therapy and stuff. Like I'm, and like, I'm doing a lot more things to like, you know, better myself. I'm doing hot yoga. Wow. Yo, my legs are sore half the time. Um, Watch out. Yeah, dude. I can jump better probably. Uh, I haven't tried yet, but I will. Um, <laughs> Let us know when you jump. <laughs> um, no, but like if I'm doing all these things to like, you know, like move past things and like better myself. Shouldn't your music follow? Right, exactly. Or it's like, even if I've still got a lot of things like, built up or like a lot of things I want to say that aren't necessarily the most positive things. Like I've got more I want to talk about besides that. You know what I mean? Like I don't want, I don't want to look back in like 20 years and be like, man, I sure am glad I made another album for that person. You know what I mean? Like that's stupid. Yeah. And why reward them? Exactly. Exactly. Zach Sang Show. Hey, beautiful human real quick. I just want to shout out new chapter. I am so grateful to them. They're helping make this interview possible. New chapter is a vitamin supplement brand that Supports every chapter in your wellness journey. You ready? New Chapter's natural products are formulated to work with your body. And they're made from the finest non-GMO and organic ingredients. They're easy to digest and grounded in proven science. This is not like bull squash. Discover wellness your way and build your custom regimen with supplements that actually work. New beginnings really are possible. And it can start with something as simple as... New Chapter's incredible line of products. Find New Chapter at the Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, or at your local health food store, or online. Like, on, like a part of trusted retailers, though. Like, not not random places. Go to newchapter.com. You can go there for more information. Or you can buy it at, like, Vitacost. Vitacost online. New Chapter Vitamins at the Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, and your local health food store. Try it out. It could be for you. Is it hard to convince everybody around you that you got to scrap an entire album and start from the beginning? Surprisingly, no. Um, everybody was just like, uh, they were like, okay, so initially I only talked to um, a couple people at management about it. And I was just like, hey, so this doesn't seem right. Like, I, and I uh, was, we were listening to it in the car, Jeff Otto and I, back in Houston when it was like kind of done. Um, I mean, it was like it was like mixed, but not mastered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but pretty m- much done. And um, I just like as we were listening to it, I didn't feel like like I didn't feel this. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, yeah, these are songs, mm. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not right. We can't do this. And when uh, we when we left for a couple other uh, tours and stuff, and um, or it was just it was one. It was in March. Um, we left for that. And I started dealing with, like and like I said, I overthink a lot of things. And uh, I went through another round of the internet uh, hating me for a few weeks while we were out. And, um, and what they hate you for? It's always stupid. Like, I'm not, because the thing is, I, like, yeah, I'm like, I make jokes and I'm like annoying and stuff, but I'm really not out here doing like malicious stuff. They just, 
they they get angry over um uh they were super mad when so i've all, i've had this like long running joke that i'm like in love with victoria justice okay, <laughs> okay. gosh i don't i don't i can make a thousand comments <laughs> i don't know well, who i feel be careful what you say about her because Anyway, no. Um, Are you like the, the the president of like her Stan community? I should be, but her Stan community is part of the reason I got in trouble. So um, I would always make jokes. Like I tweet in all caps, but I would only go lowercase for her, and I would just occasionally tweet her things like "I'm six foot" or like "like I'm like I'm really good with kids" or you know what I mean? Just like whatever. Or like I would give it all up for you, like you know, just like stupid. And um, and then <laughs> so there was a um. A Victoria Justice like fan page kind of thing. Okay. And it posted like a rumor that we were dating. <gasps> Lucky you. And I said, retweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my friends made a hashtag, Austin and Victoria Forever. Retweet. <laughs> and then everybody started doing it. And then it started trending at number four in the US. Next to all this like weird Senate stuff. There was a bunch of like political stuff going on too. That's great. And it was really funny. Like I was laughing a bunch. And then <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't tag her. I didn't do anything like you know what I mean. Yeah, you're being like, cool. I was just like retweet, retweet, and I was like ah, and um, <laughs> and then um, it took one person to go. This straight white male is abusing his platform to harass a woman. I'm like, yo, it's not that deep well, at all. Like, I'm. You would say then you were. Did you respond to that one person? Um, what did I? No, I, I think I let it chill for like a second, and then um, because that's what happened when that's what happens when local Twitter finds you. Um, and they just like want to be like mad about because it makes them, you know, they're like, oh, I was mad and now I'm good. Like, um, but, uh, you just gotta let them breathe sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, everyone's like, delete it. And I was just like, okay. I posted a thing. I was like, yo, I was not trying to be like disrespectful or weird like that. It's just a joke. Sorry. I'll delete it. Chill. And, um, oh, but they didn't like it because I was like, by the way, like, I respect this, but you guys are not superheroes for calling out a joke. <laughs> Yo, and um, <laughs> and then I deleted it, and then they were like, "He deleted it. He's hiding from it." And I was just like, "You told me to delete it." And then um, you will never win that battle, my no, friend. No, you can't. You can't win against the internet. No. It's just you just have to wait for them to be mad at somebody else. And know something: you will ultimately have the last laugh when you're the one walking down the aisle <laughs> with Victoria Justice mm -hmm. ah! speaking into existence. That's right. Have mm -hmm. you met her yet? No, I'm scared to. Um, because <laughs> you should be. Like, since I'm verified, I feel like she probably has seen things. She responded to me once on Instagram, um, <laughs> and uh, that was really funny. When I posted it, everyone's just like, "Wow!" Oh, um, but now we're start like as we're getting like more popular, we're starting to get like more mutual friends, and I don't oh. realize we're mutual. Like we like have that person in common. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like I don't like because the thing is, I started doing this in like. Like, a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like, and we were just playing, like, you know, three or 400 cap rooms. And we are just like... Yeah, I wasn't verified or anything. And then um, now, like, that we're actually, like, getting a little bigger. I'm like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't actually, like... You know, I'm She's starting to leave her. I don't comment on things anymore. I don't say <laughs> Um <laughs> In fear that she'll actually see it. But yeah. if she sees it, maybe she'll fall in love. She'll look into those blue eyes and she'll be like, wow... This is <laughs> that really just turned her on. She's in. <laughs> She's so in. Yeah. Is it this one or this one? Uh, yeah. Wow. She's so down. Oh, man. Well, Are you in love? <laughs>
I don't know if Victoria Justice likes me anymore, or what? I would, or I would make that introduction. Did you make her mad? Uh, we have we. I, I don't <gasps> know. We just have very deep history. Very long time I've known her. Yes. You got beef. No beef. No beef. Uh, don't start that. I don't need that. I, I need Zach that. Sang has beef with Victoria Justice. <laughs> no, that's odd. Let's talk about it in the comments. Let's move it to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Vic and Zach beef. Mm. Vic, Vic and Zach real beef. I could get that going pretty quick. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, maybe then she'll come on the show. We have a lot to talk about. It's been many years since she's been on the show. How many years, Dan? Seven? Yeah, probably. Damn. Yeah, about seven. Yeah. She used to come on a lot. I feel like she's going to have a comeback. Like like music music come back because she's still been doing stuff. You feel it? Yeah, I think she's gonna. If she goes, Austin, will you produce a record with me? I would say no, but I will help you write it because I'm not that good at producing. I just make home demos. Okay, but I'll bring you to my friend and he's very good. Let's write some songs and then we'll go over there. So you're actually in? Yeah, that's great. Oh my god, yeah. Victoria's- Her music's tight as. F- Sorry. Make it shine? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I like um um. I love that song. Wow. Hey, you're a real fan. I know that. I'm not I'm not messing around. <laughs> I know all those records. Did you watch Victorious? I did because uh before we were uh like touring and like, you know, anything at all. <laughs> I um so what I would do to like not be totally broke was I uh, I used to babysit for this family every day and then afterwards I would drive and go teach different people guitar lessons. I did like so I'd wow. get there around like 3.30 or whatever, and then I'd be there till, like, 6 or 6.30, and then I'd usually have a lesson or two afterwards, and I would, that's, I would beat out Guitar Center competition because they were, like, 50 bucks or whatever, and I was, like, 25 or 30, depending oh. on how far they were. What a deal. Yeah, and, and, and I would go to you. You didn't have to just go sit in a waiting room. or like, You could just go do whatever. You can cook something. You can watch TV. It's your life, dude, but, um, <laughs> so, Victorious was always on TV uh, at that house, and so I became familiar. <laughs> That's yeah. great. What do you learn about yourself from teaching kids guitar and babysitting kids? Patience. Patience that can kind of be used in many different aspects of life. Yeah. Um, I learned – oh, out, I did that – by the way, I babysat for years, and I only had one slip-up with a cuss word. Oh, congratulations. Only what one was it? out of years. It was the f*** word. Oh. oh. Um, did the kid cry? No, 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 no. Like, he, I, the thing is, by the end, he was like – like 12 or 13 or something, but oh. his parents didn't trust him to, like, do his homework and stuff, and so I had to, I had to be there. And then, um, actually, oh, yeah, but I, I think it was, like, a like a big spider, like, jumped. It was, it was like, a, it was some kind of bug, and it was bug-related. It's, like, the specifics are slipping. But I was like, oh, and I was just like. Whoa. Yeah, but it's really cute to think that that kid didn't know the F word. Well, there was a younger one, too. Oh. Uh, there was the boy, Jeez. and then there was the girl, and she was, like, four years younger than him. Polluting young minds. You know who doesn't curse in front of children? Victoria Justice. And Lil Nas X, he's good at it, too. <laughs> he doesn't curse in front of kids? Uh-uh. I watched him do an interview with, uh, to some, like, where he, like, answered kids' questions. He didn't cuss at all. Wow. You Did you reference him in one of your songs? Yes. Well, I referenced what he's able to do. That's the thing with Watch What Happens Next. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> back to music. Um, I, I referenced, like, um, what like how he's able to literally make like a country thing as like a hip hop person, mm-hmm. and it's like such an accepted thing. But then, if and, I, and like even in the lyric, I wanted it to be very clear. I was like, and that's like, and that's fucking awesome. We could never do that. All the fans that like us need an easy fucking format. Um, but, um, but you do rap on the album. I do. I, I mean, I just I reboot. Do, that's yeah. Um, I just I like so many things, and I just think it's stupid that 
Or I think it would be dumb to only show like one dimension of yourself, especially like today. Like it's 2019 or I don't know. When does this come out? 2020? No. <laughs> 2019. Um, I mean, I just I special effects take a long time and you promised me like wings. and 2027. Like, it's going to be huge then. Be cool. It'll be like next Avatar. Um, <laughs> but like I, I wanted to make it very clear that that was like an endorsement and not like me on that. Somehow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, and there were still people that were like, ooh, Lil Nas call out. And I was like, no, yeah. idiot. It's a you call out. No, you like, say, and that's f-ing awesome. Right after, yeah. Um, because, like, again, like I said, I wanted it to be, like, very clear that I think it's a great thing that other genres are able to, you know, expand in these kinds of ways. And it's not, like, it's not, like, looked down on. Because when bands... Why is it plaguing only bands? Can you break this down for I me? I can, yeah. Um... So there's, I think it comes from like a weird superiority thing where people that listen to bands feel like they're better than other people. Like, I mean, I feel like if we've all been online for, you know, a while, we've probably seen those memes where it's like a band next to like a hip hop person and it posts like some like poetic thing next to like, you know, whoever. And then it's like Nicki Minaj and it's like you a stupid hoe or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow. You know, and it's like, shut up. Like you, like you cherry pick the out of that example. It's like, I feel like it comes from that where it's like, they they just think they're like so much better like fans of rock think they're so much better than fans of other things because um they're like oh but this is like meaningful this is deeper this is and like lyrical depth yeah yeah. and the thing is most of the time most of the time it's just like vague negative bullshit like they're not even saying anything it's just like it's like vague struggle fluff for the sake of like being relatable and it's trash like struggle fluff i like that it's 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 what it is and and like the thing is i mean you know like hey some of those bands don't even write that <laughs> like and it's it's so dumb like um and i i feel like that's one of the contributing factors there's also there's no such thing as a rapper selling out you've definitely heard about a band selling out yeah and it's, it's like this weird thing where, like, you're just, you can't talk about your successes in that way. Like, like I was saying, you can barely even talk about, like, sex. And that's insane. You can't talk about money. You can't talk about, like, anything. And it's so weird. And it's like, it, like, I think it comes from, like, a jealous place because other bands don't want to see these things either. Like, other bands don't want to see you. Like, everybody, it's a really weird thing. Like, we've dealt with this, too. Like, when we came up, we had endorsements from, like, certain bands where they're like, yo, we with this like they tweet about it or whatever mm-hmm. and as we got to be like their size or maybe even like a little bigger they just go like radio silent or they talk or like and it's a it's like they want it's like That's i hope you do well but not better than me though always but th- by the way in all fields most mm-hmm. fields yeah. and aspects of life people mm-hmm. are just competitive animals mm-hmm. and jealousy and envy is like but real the thing is i think winners know that I'm about to sound like a self-help book, but I think most winners know that everybody can win. Yeah. I think when you accept that, like you're able to kind of like let go of some of that pressure and some of that stress and just make cool. Cause that's all you have to do. Like, it's not like people are like, I'm a fan of this band and only this band. Like that's never how it works. That's insane. But do you want to see somebody who doesn't have as much artistic integrity win? I mean, that's not for me to judge. You know what I mean? Because I mean, that's where we can like expand onto other genres and be like, yeah, there are certain rappers that literally don't even think they just go into the booth and like do it, say like the first thing that comes out and they're like, and that's it, <laughs> you know, and that that's probably got more streams than we'll have all year, yeah. which is fine. Like, cause the thing is, I'm not going to knock what people like. I'm not going to knock, you know, like 
what's in demand or whatever. I just like it's it's when people come at you in like such a weird negative way where they like feel like they want to like pull you or it seems like they want to pull you down or whatever. That's when I'm like, hey, everyone can win. It's fine. And like if you if you spend time being salty about other people winning, you're kind of a. Mm-hmm. You should be it focused just on is. your own thing. Yeah, it's like you could you could sit there being mad, or you can make something cool. You only have so much energy. Go with the latter. Mm-hmm. Creative freedom. In hey, terms- the headphones does it sound weird when I drink. Let's try it again. Oh gosh! <laughs> Ooh, was was the throat part weird? Hang on. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> Has no one ever done that? We, uh, you know what. Somebody you think you're uh, half of made ASMR. Oh, oh wait. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Zach saying ASMR. Dude, somebody you uh, consider yourself 50% of uh, was making ASMR right behind you the other day. Pete Wentz. Ooh. You said. Yo, Pete gave me this necklace. Re- what is it? Uh, it's like part of his like jewelry thing. It plug, 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 plug. Get it. <laughs> you got to put your hand behind it. That's what all the uh, the, the the YouTubers do. So there's an Is auto it? focus. You focused? Are you focused? Focus. I'm gonna do some. We more don't believe you. <laughs> I love this. You have a great lyric here. Y- you say like you could have had Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump and won. See, I I've used them as an example because the person that's about like we both love Fall Out Boy very much. And, you know, we'd, like, listen and stuff. And it's, like, I I wanted to make sure that came across as, like, someone who would write you songs, because you know, Pete writes the lyrics, and then and sing them for you like Patrick does. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to I wanted to come across. Like, I don't want it to be, like, I'm better than him because I'm not. Like, no, he's, like, my favorite lyricist. Huh? But you're both of them. In a way. Um, and I'm, like, such a, like, massive fan of them. It's insane. But, um, uh. Uh, yeah, that's that's like I, I I thought of that line. It was actually in a different demo first, um, like or like in a di- it was worded differently. But um, uh, whenever I had the turbulent instrumental, it was just like, oh, that's how it starts. So hold on. Oh, sorry. Yep. I, I go on tangents a lot. No, I love I. It, the story of this record to me sounds like the lead up and the execution of a breakup. Is that what it is to you? For as far as like conceptually, like what? Yeah, it like is. what story inspired that? What 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 type of events led up to that record? To uh, to that song or the whole album? Just a song. So that song. So I was. That was when we finished um, this. We opened for a band called One OK Rock, and um, that was the tour where I decided like I kind of didn't want to put out uh, the album we had called. We were going to call it Friendly Reminder, and um, and uh, when we got back, that was the first song that we wound up making for for fandom and um so what happened was i went into the studio and i was like i don't want to focus on breakup stuff like especially like you know these ones that are like ah, pity me or whatever and um um our producer uh zach servini by the way he's the man shout out zach actually we, we uh we hung out last night for halloween um and uh we just like watch movies and stuff because neither of us like going out and doing things. Um, <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was third wheel though because uh, Lucy, his girlfriend, was there too. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. they love spending their Halloween with you. Oh yeah, because yeah. I was like, uh, neither of us had plans or anything, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like for for Halloween?" He was like, "I don't know," because like both of us have just been like so, like like I've been doing so much production and stuff for the tour. Like it's been uh, like hyper focused on that, and he's been like mixing stuff. 
And we're both just like, oh, we're not doing anything. I was like, okay, well, do you want to just like watch scary sh and like get food? And yeah. And he was like, okay, cool. So that's what we did. But wait, what was the question? Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I went into the studio. Uh, we'd probably been back for like, a, I think it was like the night after we got back. Okay. Um, and I was like, I want to make a song. Like I had like the instrumental kind of in my head. And um, so I went over there and he was like, by the way, I'm going to have to get like a little specific for for part of this. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Um, so the person it's about, um, one of one of the things that was like a problem was uh, well, like on their end was alcohol. And like, I mean, like I said in the song, because again, everything I write is very specific and very, very real. And so I still get, you know, like messages from this person. I feel bad, like, you know, like airing all this out there, but. Do they know it's about them? They have to. I mean, actually, I think they do. Yeah. Because they hit me up saying they listened to the album actually like pretty recently. Um, and did they bring up the record? Oh, they were just like, I love it. I was like, um, but uh, yeah. uh, my producer was like, by the way, I saw her like at a bar blah, 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 like the other night. Blah. And this is before I, I didn't mention like, because oh. I, don't, I don't like bring up the messages and like that but um um was, i was like really because you know i was like because i just got a message being like like from them being like you know like i'm like i'm done drinking and blah, blah. And, I, and like i got re-angry i get it and um so i was just like all right i got some things i want to say and it was just like Turbulent. it was super super angry but i i wanted to make sure it wasn't angry in the way that it's like like self-pitying like i know i keep using that that word or phrase or whatever but I wanted it to come across as more of like a, like I don't need this. Shit. Like I'm I'm tight as, shit yeah. and I don't need this. You know what I mean? Like like so fuck you f this. Like Dude, I, I kind of just like went off. And then like the thing is, when we had that song, that's like after I, like because I wrote the, all the like lyrics for it um, in like like ten fifteen minutes. Like I just like had the instrumental just like looped, and I was like okay I got it and went in and sang it and. As like we were like kind of like tightening things up and like editing, like he I, he was just like playing it and like while I was writing the words while I was listening to it I was just like oh my god and I was like jumping and shit. I was just like this is how the album's supposed to be like this is that was like the feeling that like I wanted to feel from it like, so that lays the path forward yeah and so then the next one from there was um, uh, watch what happens next cool and then um, I had like a an idea of Dream Boy but. Um, we like reapproached all the production. I like changed some stuff, and we did that. And then, as we were finishing that song, it was like maybe midnight that night, and it was like about to wrap up. And I was playing some chords, like on a on guitars, like some clean tone, really pretty sounding stuff. And I was like, "Hey, uh, can I like lay these down just so I can like write over it later?" And he's like, "Sure, lay them down." And I was like, "Wait, I got a couple more." And I played a few others, and then like two hours later, high definition was done. <laughs> Yeah, and high definition is a song that you consider the greatest song you've ever written, and anyone's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're if no confident. one knows me, like, and they're watching this, like, if it's just like one of your subscribers, they're gonna be like, "He's an yeah, he's a cop." <laughs> yeah, but it, like, <sighs> I love it. I damn it, it's he's not really this way. He's a humble person who's just proud of his art and his now success. Now he's not. Him. <laughs> but that was the was that the last song written for fandom? Mm-hmm. And the. Uh, well, I mean, there and then there were there were other things in between, and then there were certain songs that made it from the album that we had kind of like you know gotten rid of from the first one. For yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I was like, I need to like rewrite parts, and I need to reapproach all the production because 
there were certain things where like when parts hit, I just didn't feel. I was just kind of like, okay. And then now, like, like for like for example, like I felt younger when we met. Um, that was that's how I wanted to end the other album as well uh, with that song, and because um, that's like a like a breakupy one too. You know what I mean? That one was written. I think at the very top of 2018 or, or no, wait, it may have been the end of 2017. So why'd you bring it back? I just, I thought it was just like such a cool song and like the con, like the concept, like I still maintained part of the concept of like, um, like grief, like grieving, you know, what that relationship was grieving, like what I, you know, like the, like, okay. When, when I have like goals, I, I go 10,000% at it. And so when I have like an idea of what I think something's going to be or like, you know, an idea of what something's going to be in the future. I just go head first into it. You know what I mean? I get it. And so when that kind of falls through, like you're, you're not only grieving like that person, but you're also, it's like what you like, like what your you idea dreamed of, of like, yeah, exactly. It, you and, gave so much mental energy and thought to it. Yeah. And so, like I said, like I started going to therapy and everything and I learned cause I didn't, I didn't consider it grieving or anything until my therapist brought it up and they're like, that's definitely what's happening right now. And the thing is, grief looks like this. They had like a paper and it was very like loopy and like very like squiggly and whatever. And that's what gave me the idea to loop the album because it's like it's it's like when something is done, like what like you you're not just it's not like a straight line where you're like, and I do this and this and this, and now I'm good. It's like you like things reset constantly and it's like i wanted that i wanted there to be like a sonic representation of that on the album so do the are the only two songs that connect sonically the first and the last um or are they no all, i made a lot of transitions actually they're all i well i know that there's like things like group chat like why is mm. something like that vital to the album i wanted to do group chat because the thing is i wanted to make like my favorite movies make you feel different things like i love uh the it remake the, you know the first one where yeah. it's like uh it's like a horror movie, but it makes you laugh and it makes you like, it feels like kind of triumphant in a way. Like it's, it's got like drama in it, but it's like, it, you know, it's got so much and it's like, I wanted to make an album that wasn't just like full on dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also thought it was like kind of a funny commentary because, you know, everybody in fandoms, there's like, uh, there's like a million group chats or we always get asked to like go say hey in people's group chats <laughs> of things. You know what I mean? And I thought it was kind of funny to like make our own and it's just like us three in it. Just introducing yourselves too. It's a great yeah. moment. And then also um, I kind of wanted to like, I mean, I put the effect on me one. I mean, I thought it was funny, but, and people also like call me a demon and like constantly, but, <laughs> but I also kind of wanted to put it on there as like a um, kind of like showing where like I was or like where, you know, like I am or whatever, like mentally where it's kind of like, where it's like my name's Otto and mine is Jeff and it's just like a up version of me being like my name's austin but like it's like and because I, I wanted to show like even on like funny things it's still like a present yeah. thing of like dark or like you know like you know not doing well yeah you whatever. got problems yeah and so it's like i thought it was funny but it serves a purpose it's not just like like <laughs> <laughs> you know so the sonic connection of this album is all because of this grief truck. yeah that's like like I mean, like I said, it's like conceptually what I wanted it to be around because it's hard to like hyper focus in on one thing and be like, this is a breakup album because it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's got so, it's it's literally I, I wanted it to be rep like representative of like I wanted it to be like an overview of the last like year and a half. You know what I mean? Where like I, because everything has changed for us. Like even look at this. How many lights and cameras are in here? We've never done anything like this until like very recently. And like with all that growth 
things change and like there's a lot of growing pains and it's hard to get used to there's like i said even bands like people that you were friends with or whatever like people like that turn fans turn like things like your whole life is different but yeah and it's it's um i wanted to just show like i wanted there to be you know things i didn't want to completely disregard like anything like breakup related because again that's still like like i mean i'm over that but i still don't really like trust people that much you know what i mean that is high definition yeah high definition is um it's definitely like it sucks because like i want to word this right because i don't want the song to be misrepresented Um, it's like about being it's like having like a hard time now like where i am at this point getting close to people you know what i mean because like i mean people weren't really interested in me before you know what i mean they weren't no and, and now they are. Huh? But now they are. Yes. And it's, it's, I mean, well, they are. And it's just, it's a really strange thing because one, like we're gone all the time. We're gone most of the year. And it's like, I don't really like, I mean, it's weird because it's like, and like I, I hate like trying to like explain this part sounds very self-pitying and it's like dumb, but it's. It's, I don't, I'm not like fishing for anything. It's, it's literally just, it is what it is where it's like, if you want to be with that, I question your intentions because I wouldn't want to be with someone I don't get to see. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. And like, it's, it's like, also, I mean, also I had, didn't have good experiences dating people while we were on tour. I was anxious most of the time. Like, you'd be on the phone all the time. You didn't really get to, like, experience it as much, like, what was happening or, like, yeah, register you're, it. you're just so focused on keeping that person who's thousands of miles away happy. Yeah, and, like, like they're and care dude, of. yeah, and at that time, I was, like, broke as hell, too. So I'd be, like, you know, flowers are not cheap. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, like, even the vases, I'm, like, oh, it's a nice vase. I'll drop the extra 20 on that. And when you're broke, like, and you're sending out $60 flowers, like, as off. That's food, bro. Hmm? Oh, I know. Um, but, um... So, I mean, it's, it was just such a difficult thing, and it made so many cool moments. It, it, like, it like, took value away from a lot of cool moments. And I was just like, I don't want to – I don't think it's, like, time to, like, you know, be close to them. But at the same time, like – and this is going to sound like Drake problems, but, like, loneliness is very real. Like, you get like, – like, it gets difficult. And, and so it's, like, it's hard to connect with people. For multiple reasons, but there's also not really a solution because it's like you don't want to be with someone because you like because of you know everything I just said and because you know all the like trust stuff and everything. But then you also do, but you don't want to like lead anyone on or set them up because a lot of people don't understand the reality of what they'd be getting themselves into. They just don't get it because they've never done it. And it's like I promise you, this like you like maybe the idea sounds like nicer. It sounds doable or whatever. But the reality just sucks so bad. And right now, I just, I like, this is my, like, Jeff and Otto are my girlfriends. And, uh, I mean, I'm just, like, focused on all this. But anyway, sorry, I'm no, getting I, off track. But that's that's what the song is. Like, I'm trying to, I get exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the it, second verse is about me. I want to point that out. I felt very similar feelings to everything you just said. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point. You're kind of holding yourself back, coming up with all these reasons why somebody should never, would never be interested in you outside of the fact that you're in a band or you tour or somebody who's interested in you, who's willing to kind of work their life around your 
You know, you question their intentions. Maybe they just give it, but you don't really know. I totally understand it. Yeah. So do you fear all of this getting to you and creating a distance between you and the actual reality that we all face together? I don't fear it. I live it. Ah! No, um, <laughs> no, but it's it's like I just I don't think I'm like say because like you never go into something thinking like this person's going to my life up. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you don't yeah. go into it. Um, but I'm like, I'm not prepared to risk that right now. It's like, it's like, dude, I'm like, I got better and I'm still like working on, you know, building up like me and myself and all this stuff. And it's like, I, I don't want to, I don't think it, I don't think it's smart to roll those dice. Totally. I mean, you know, you better than anybody. Yeah. When you're ready. Right. I just, I feel like right now is not that time. I mean, love is always going to be there and who knows being single today could bring the true love of your life true to your doorstep do you hate fame because <laughs> in high uh, definition it kind of sounded like that that's my bad i here's no, the thing no, i know <laughs> i'm lucky and the thing is whenever i feel this way or feel that way i remind myself like i did this on purpose i tried you know like i know it's it's cool to be like yo it just kind of happen oh, but like <laughs> like no not at all and like we we, we tried like really hard. I quit college, freaked out my parents. Um, and I mean, it's community college, but still. And, um, uh, it's, I know, like, I know I'm lucky. And another thing is I feel like when you're in this kind of position, it's, it's weird to talk about this stuff because like, it's so like no one's gonna really get it, and so it's like not really a point in opening up about it, or like no one. Okay, people do get it, but it's not like it's not people that are watching this. Yeah. It's like like Benji and Joel are managers. They they understand everything completely. That's why I talk to them about most things. Madden, right? Mm-hmm. Casual, casual. Love good Charlotte, huh? I said I love good Charlotte. So good. Do you think they see something in you that they saw in themselves? That's what they tell me a lot. How does that make you feel? Crazy. <laughs> it feels really cool. Um, and I've, I mean, I've heard that from like a lot of people actually, like people that I like really love um, or they like compare me to like other people that I love and I'm like. Yeah, but does that not freak you out? It does. But the thing is, and again, I know this isn't good, but like I take it in, but I don't think to its full extent. Why am I so burpy? <laughs> what did you eat before coming here? Nothing. Maybe that's it. Actually, I, when I when I talk too much and I get excited, I like breathe bur- a lot. Uh, <laughs> so you're burping out air. Yeah. So if I'm like explaining full concepts and stuff, I'm gonna be like, and that's why we did this, and then bah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, no, but like it, it's it's a really cool feeling, and it it's it's very surreal to get like compared to people that you love by people that you love, and. I don't know. It's kind of hard to like fully take it into it. I'm, I kind of don't want to either. I know like I get reminded like, hey, you should look back and see all the like cool stuff you've already done because like, you know, you know, it, it, there's yeah. so, like it's it's so fast paced and there's always so many things to do. And I also I micromanage everything like I. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Both. I get exactly what I want, <laughs> but I also am so tired and like don't really respond to texts very much now. And like I. There's always, like, I mean, it comes with stress. It comes with, like, everything. People but, hate you? Huh? Do people hate you on your team? Do they feel like, at first it's an adjustment when you micromanage somebody. Management, 
I know Benji and Joel love it. Um, I think I've had day-to-days before that have not loved it. You guys hate me? Be honest. You're not on camera. They said, they said no. Hopeless <laughs> doesn't lying. hate us. She's like, <laughs> she's like, not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I mean, I'm very, very specific. And I, like, I feel like it's because I did all of our stuff for so long. On your own. Yeah, because like when no one... Like, no one's going to work harder for you than you're going to. That's mm-hmm. just a thing. Like, even if they, like, love it and they're, like, super invested, like, at the end of the day. It's not theirs. Yeah. Or, like, like if we tanked tomorrow, my, like, I, everything would change for me. Um, I feel like everybody, like, management and stuff, they'd be, like, super devastated. But at the end of the day, it's not their, like, they, they still have more bands Dude, to, they like, on. focus on. Huh? They move on. Yeah. And so it's, like, no, like. You have to care about you and you have to work harder for you than anybody else will. And that's why, like, like I mean, back in the day, also, we didn't really have that much money, right? We'd spend it all on, like, blank CDs so we could burn them and pass them out at shows or whatever. <laughs> but um, I, like, learned how to, like, design merch and make flyers and, like, you know, edit videos and do all this stuff. And so now I still do all those things because it's, like, it's just on a much bigger scale. How cool is that? It's very cool. Tiring, though. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I very much understand what you just said. Doing yeah. it on your own and then getting to a point where, like, you can have other people do it. and Delegating's hard. Dude, well, when you're a micromanager and you're very attached to what you do and it bears your name and your your freaking essence and your everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I see a stupid piece, like, a stupid piece of merch or, like, a shirt or whatever that gets suggested, I'm, like, upset. <laughs> because I'm so protective <laughs> of everything that we do and, like, I want it all to be exactly right. So when I feel like someone sent us like a stock image for a shirt i'm like i never want to see anything from them again <laughs> you know what i mean i get it um what, what do you learn from billion and, and, and the maddens mm-hmm. what do you learn from them what have you learned from them everything so far? like dude i would be like straight up i would be the i'd be okay out of 10 i'm probably like like a four on the mess scale that's pretty low. Yeah, like I'm, I'm doing. Like the thing is, I'm high. I, like, I have like crazy. Like mm-hmm. I think I've got like crazy ADD with everything, and I'm very just like. Argh. And but it works because I'm like really productive with it. So I'll be working on a thing, and I'll be like, mm. I'll go work on another thing, and then I'll be like, oh, look over here, and then I'll be like, oh, I have this idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I feel like without their without their advice, I would be at like a nine at most times. <laughs> because like, I mean, like even with like therapists and stuff like that i like they they like i know i hate talking about like me or like you know the circumstances or whatever as if it's like the most unique thing that no one could ever understand or whatever but it's like to a certain extent even like therapists and stuff like that aren't gonna get it and benji and joel do yeah because they were there they've lived it yeah and so i that's like like if i go to them with any problem they're like dude, I fully get it. Like, I, I was feeling that same way at this time. Like, you got it. Like, and then they'll, like, talk to me about it for, like, you know, however long. And it's so, like, they they really are, like, the best managers. It's crazy. Because that's insightful. It's, mm-hmm. it's knowledge on another level. Yeah. Man, I got to be honest. Uh, you kind of blue-balled me at the end of this album. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was sorry, waiting what? for an epic scream, and you just cut it off. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know you did it on purpose. Yeah. Dan loves Well, that's the screams. thing. is like at the end of something like that, you feel – I wanted it to feel incomplete because it's like with my – especially at that time, like my progress with things, like I didn't feel resolved. And so I wanted the album to reflect that. Like it's like with all these things, like even though 
Say, I mean, if say we put out Watch What Happens Next, it's not like I solved culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all this, like everything is still like, like, like me putting it out there helps in some way because it's like, if anything, it can at least make people think about it a little more. Like anyone that like listens to us, it's not just. It's not like I put out the song being like, this is going to change everything because <laughs> that's just not it. But um, I wanted I wanted the everything about the album to feel like I wanted to get the point across, but show that it's also not resolved and then show, you know, but it's connected. It's yeah, a loop. Exactly. Because it's just like a, that's how it feels. You know what I mean? It's like because the album's done, but that doesn't mean I'm done living those things. Uh. And it doesn't mean those things are complete or solved. It's like. It's still like looping and it's still going on. But maybe you tackle it with a different headspace. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. That's how you work out of it. You just get better at it each time. It's like you learn. It's like it's like that Happy Death Day movie where you get like a little better <laughs> at like trying not to die, and then you die anyway. But then you get, like kind of figure out. You're like, now I have to go around this corner instead. You have to like train your brain to like think differently. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Learn from mistakes. Learn mm-hmm. not to die. Yeah. Um. Last question for me. I think. Last one. This no, one we, better be good. Headline oh, okay. Question. I'll make a good. Yeah. Okay. So oh, you, you have, challenged him now. You have a song called Telephone. Yeah. Beyonce and Lady Gaga have a song called Telephone. Whose song is better? Between them or between all of us? Okay. That's a, yeah. Two parter. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Sorry. Better than all. Oh no! Better than Beyonce. Um. Uh-huh. Better than all. Let's see. I have to hype myself up because if I go, ours is best, it might make them more curious to go listen to You're it. right. So, telephone. Ours is best. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, that, song, that song's funny with the album because um, when, when you're, like, depressed or, like, when you have, like, these, like, very, like, extreme, like I said, like, I, like, these very extreme, like, up and down feelings. You know what I mean? Like, it's either, like, very stoked or, like, very, very low with these kinds of things. Um, I wanted that to also be representative because if, like, okay, so Telephone, it sounds like a very happy song. You know what I mean? Uh, I Do you know what that's about or no? Not oh. re- I mean, I, I have my own interpretation, but no. Oh, I promise it's different. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, this was the top of 2018 when I wrote it. And the thing, what's funny is I tweeted about it and it got like a bunch of like likes. It had like 15,000 likes yeah, or whatever. You're talking like, yeah. about lust at Target. It, I saw a really pretty girl and I was just like, oh, she's so cute. But then I was like, so just like not feeling myself at all. And I was just like depressed and everything. I was like, there's no point. And I just like went home and just wrote an obsessive love song and it was like super nuts. And I was just like, the song's really good. But I wanted it to kind of count as like a, like, when, when you're going through these kinds of things, you have, like, a lot of highs and lows and stuff like that. And it's, like, I wanted that to sh- be, like, one of the high moments and then drop out to, like, like real sad. You know what I mean? Like, because you go from that, like, the actual next, like, song is turbulent. So it's connected in songs, not within one, one individual song. Right. I get it's, it. It's, it's, like, it's, like, I wanted the manic feelings to go back and forth. It's, like, high definition feel like you're, like, mm. down here. You're just, like, very, it's, like, a very lonely song telephone it's up here it's so bubblegum and like i got like the brightest like 60s production sounding stuff i could find i was like we're gonna get like some organs we're gonna go clean tone on the guitars we're gonna do this with the bass like a little walkie thing like (laughs) and then you go into turbulent and it's just like the i mean there's group chat in the middle but as far as like actual songs go like it's like i wanted it to just feel super manic you know because that's how i felt vital to listen to this album 
top to bottom in order. Yeah. You have to. You have to. The tra- Dude, I've worked really hard on the transitions. So you say you're not a producer, but you have to have some sort of production ability inside of you because you just literally went into all the different instruments you wanted mm. for telephone. You, you obviously had focus when it came to connecting all the different songs. Mm. You are kind of a producer. In a way. And then the thing is, like I said, I still record versions of like... At your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, actually, I'll show you what telephone originally sounded like. <laughs> um, so, also sorry for threatening you on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. Were you going to come at me with jousting stuff? I'm down the joust, bro. If you got jousting stuff out back, we can do it. Um, uh, what, what do you think? You think I just... My last I, name's I, Knight. Let's uh, go. By the way, the spelling of your name, I didn't want to ask you anything yeah. that has to do with your <laughs> name after listening to that song. Yeah. Did they, your parents actually spell it that way, or was that you? No, no, no. So when I was in, like, sixth grade, everybody, or fifth or sixth grade, everyone started spelling it that way. Mm. Like, all my, like, friends, and I was just, like, and, like, even my parents, like, went with it and everything. Cool. I was writing it on all my school papers, and I just, like, it was always just, like, my name on everything. And so when I became, like, older, I was, like, I've been this for, like, half my life, and it's how I be, it's, like, how I see myself or, like, what, like, who I am or whatever. Like, the other spelling just seemed so foreign that I just, like, legally changed it. Wow. My parents, though, they were going to, the choices were Thor. Okay. Thor. By the way, my middle name is Constantine. That's real. Constantine. (laughs) Yeah. Thor Constantine Knight. Are you kidding me? Junior high would have f***ing killed me. Like, so (laughs) it was either Thor, Austin, or Scott. Oh. Austin. How do you go from Thor to Scott? <laughs> yeah, that's, are you kidding me? The, my parents are nuts. Yeah, what, um, your par- what do your parents do? My uh, dad's a nurse and my mom's a PE teacher. Oh, wow. So they do real people jobs. Real people jobs. They, no, no one works at Capitol. <laughs> they mold mines and they actually help people out. Yeah, they don't play instruments, but they, uh, they do jumping jacks and uh, do <laughs> surgery stuff. Do you feel like you've proven yourself to your parents? <laughs> Yeah, now they're stoked. They were freaked out before. Totally get it. Yeah. Do you remember the moment where they finally realized that this was something real? I think they always had a feeling because I told them. Actually, my mom, uh, a few months ago, she brought it up. I don't even remember this, but in like eighth grade, she was like talking about college. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm just going to play music. <laughs> and and I don't remember like saying that or anything. But she was just like, okay, yeah, we'll see. And uh, look at you now. Yeah, mom. No, um, <laughs> no, they're super supportive now. Now they're. I know they were. They were always supportive, but I know they were freaked when I stopped going to uh, to school. And actually, my dad, like you know, occasionally they would like ask when I was going back and stuff like that. And um, and that I mean that didn't feel good because it hurts. yeah, because you're like like I need this to like go well, otherwise they're not gonna like believe. Like it's it sucks when people like especially like your parents. To feel like they might not Do really you. believe in you so much. But I know that wasn't it. They were just scared. Like, I would be, too. That's it. My mom brought up, like, a year and a half <clears> ago, like, hey, have you thought about going back to get uh, some college you're credits? Like, you're like, mom, look at this production. I have lights down here. I, my name is everywhere. Like, I got a little globe right there. I have one room with my name plastered everywhere. everywhere. You obviously don't get it. Yeah, mom. <laughs> now she gets And then I'll be back. We'll get, we'll get some more views. Like, <laughs> I'll take my shirt off next time. Is that, like, do you get a lot of likes when you take your shirt off? I've never taken my shirt off. That's why it'd be like an exclusive. Whoa, that's that's the type of exclusives we're looking for, right, yeah. Dan? Yeah. Well, I want the phone, the the telephone. I'm so sorry. Dan wants like phone I, and then nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Like one. <laughs> Can you play this while you're naked? I could. Um, <laughs> that's a suggestion. Naked is a lot. I was thinking, just we'll start with no shirt. Ali, you okay if he gets shirtless? Oh, it sounds. It sound- 
Yeah. It, you know, it sounds a little like a Motion City soundtrack. I love Motion City soundtrack. They're so good. They yeah. got specific lyrics. Sometimes yeah. they get too specific for me. Like, mm. the thing is, I love specific. Let's get f***ed up and die. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, like they have they've so many lines like that that I really love. But then when they start talking about, like, other things, I'm kind of like, eh, a little too specific. Like, that time you cried and threw your crayons across the floor. I was like, hmm. But, like, but they're, like, 90% of the time, I'm like, I love this yeah. so much. They're great. Also, mm-hmm. uh, their keyboards are one thing that, like, made me really into keyboards back in, like, 8th or ninth grade or whatever. Because um, I heard everything's all right on Fuse. And um, then I went back and I heard Don't Call It a Comeback because I got their DVD, like, their live DVD mm-hmm. thing. And that keyboard line was, like, the do 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 I was just, like, I was, like, oh, shit. So I got a keyboard at a garage sale and I was, like, trying to play. <laughs> it was tough. But your keyboard life changes forever. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a few keyboards. What is it about pop? What do you take from pop punk music and work into your own art? The thing is, we have all the ingredients for a pop punk band, but it's the last thing I want to be. Why? Because I just, I feel like pop punk hit where it was going to hit. And it's, you're not going to do better than All American Rejects, Jimmy Eat World, Good Charlotte, Green Day, Blank. Like, all these people, they already did it so much better than any of these new bands can do. And it's like, I don't, it's not what I, I just, I don't see a point in trying to do something that's like, that has already been perfected 20 years ago. And at the same time, it's such a limiting genre because you can only do so many things with it. And that's, that's another reason I'm so into like genre blending. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, and it's no disrespect. Like I'm not just trying to sh- on like pop punk stuff, but it's like, I just like so much more, you know what I mean? Like besides that. And also another thing that sucks is when you're put in that category, it's so hard to get out of it. And when people see you as a pop punk band, it's just associated with like, like being a teenager at Warp Tour or whatever. And it's like, that's just not what I want. So two options, obviously. Do you, well, first question before we get into that. Is the genre dead then? No, I just don't really like what it became. What did it become? Because it, I don't come across many pop punkers anymore. Yeah, it's because they're just... Yeah, they're not right. Um, they're not real. It came up again when hardcore kids decided in 2011 that pop punk was in like Newfound Glory and all that stuff yeah. was like super tight. And then they all made bands that wanted to be like that. And it kind of became this... Like it used to be like a very fun thing. And now it's a very like mopey flannel genre. And... I just don't think it's cool. And there's, like, hardcore attitudes behind it now. And it's like, dude, like, because hardcore people, like, it's, and, like, you know, no shade. Please, you know, if you're a youth crew, don't beat me up or whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, it's just, like, if, it, if it, it's supposed to be something that's fun, when you put on these, like, superiority attitudes, like, when you put those with it yeah. and, like, you know, you're just, like, doing angry, sad shit all the time, it's kind of just, like, there's just no appeal to me. So why not redefine the genre as opposed to staying away from it? I mean, like I said, uh, I there's just so many other things that I'd rather be doing that I think are more interesting. So you don't limit yourself when it comes to creating any music, so you don't limit yourself in terms of thinking about genre or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm so sorry. nothing's off limits then. Right. That's pretty great. Well, that's the thing. It's like with with War Crimes, I was like, I had I had the ideas for like some keyboards and bass and stuff and I was like this song would be so sick if it was like the white stripes and like gorillas and all the stuff but then I was saying some like crazy real shit. 
You know what I mean? And it's like if 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 you allow yourself to be put in this like pop punk like sand pit, you're never going to get out of it. And you like and when you when you do yeah. things like that, it's so unexpected or it's so or it's it's not what people are looking for from you and it limits you. And so I just wanted to try and establish as early on as possible like that's not what I want to be. So what is the one constant that you know you'll get in every water parks record? I feel like I'm I can only give you corny answers from here. Like that's fine. Honesty yeah. or like genre fluidity or you know what I mean like yeah. like with worst I you know we got like some like R&B production or like with uh felt younger it's just like it like it's like super futuristic but then like boy bandy stuff from like the 90s or like I miss having sex place I want to die anymore that's like a cinematic like indie folky song or like you know what I mean yeah. like 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 high debt or I mean I'm sorry uh watch what happens next is like a straight rock song like cherry red I wanted that to be like um just like the biggest stadium sounding thing ever you know what I mean? I hear it. And yeah, it's like it's it's that reminded me of Angels and Airwaves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, they everything they do sounds super big. Mm-hmm. Um also Tom DeLong. If this ended up in your recommended somehow, put Tom DeLong in the related, maybe he'll see it. Um <laughs> like take me with you. I want to look at aliens like really bad. <laughs> really bad. Um, um oh sorry, but um but yeah, like I, I want to be able to make just whatever I want. And when you have expectations or labels or whatever put on you those are expectations or those are standards and you know i'll see things that are like lists people make where it's like these are my favorite pop punk albums and if we like end up towards the bar or like if they say something like it just didn't think it was good or like you know there was this song that was just like a straight up like pop thing it was like what was that i'm like idiot it's not a pop, pop punk album yeah. like that's like being like i've said this before but it's like it's like going to an italian restaurant and being like, this was the worst Chinese food I've ever fucking had. You know what I mean? It's like, like they get like people are like, this is like pop punk. I'm like, it's not pop punk. It's not for you. It's not for like these like whack ass rich hardcore kids that, you know, come from all this stuff. And they have like this superiority. I'm like, it's not for you. It's for people. It's for like any, it's for people that like want it. It's for people that like have open minds. You open know? minds and looking for honesty yeah. and a deep relationship and something more out of a record and music. Right. Um, but you keep a pop format, so like mm-hmm. formatically it stays pop. So yeah. there's hooks and it's all set up that way. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I think as long as you keep it interesting, and you're saying some super real stuff, and I just like naturally like when I write vocals and stuff, it just comes out so poppy. Like I just I love pop music. Like Kesha is one of my favorites ever. I heard y'all just had her in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like when we do something like Turbulent, where it's like a dark breakbeat, weird experimental kind of thing. As long as we're putting like pop vocal patterns and like saying and like being honest, I think it'll work. Yeah. Never stop screaming. Always continue to put a scream in there. If if it calls for it, if I'm like, I feel like I need to yell this one out, it'll happen. Perfect. Dan loves an emotional scream. I love a good scream. Fandom, love a good emotional scream. Phantom is the album. It totally is. deserves your ear. It really is uh quite a work of art, my friend. Thank you. How many songs on there? Sixteen, eight, fifteen. 15. Mm. fifteen. I could have put more, but 15, 38 minutes, and it takes you on a journey. Listen top to bottom because it's all connected. Final thought? I got it all out. I'm the final thought. Final thoughts? Huh? Oh, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm the final thought. Okay. Like just, the, the boss level thought. Okay, let me just think of you. Water parks, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Good. 
This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.